You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley. <laughs> this is going to be so good. And Fred Slow. I am the cream here. The cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610 The Sports Animal, and TalkABQ.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. It's Monday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. I'm starting to figure this out. Fred, I in fact know what that means. What's that mean, friend? The boys are here. The boys are here. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow, and I'm going to hang out with you friends of the show until 5.30 today. Hang out with me, hanging out with you. It's my very good friend and my co-host, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Oh, just peachy, man. Beautiful day out there. I'm milking these beautiful days till till winter hits us. And and then what? What do you do with all the milk? Well, I'm too skinny. I don't have any meat on my bones. I have to just stay inside next to the fireplace. In my later years of life, I've developed an intolerance. And when I say fireplace, I mean the oven. What does that mean? I turn the oven on and I sit next to the oven. You heat your home with the oven? Cause yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not safe. For who? Everyone involved. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do that anymore then. That's like, that's like, that's super desperate stuff. I mean, you, oh, can't, yeah. get, you can't get carbon monoxide poisoning if, if the gas is burning, right? If you burn the gas? I think, you, I think you're actually describing exactly how you get carbon binoxide, monoxide, or nonoxide poisoning. That must be what the beeping is at my house all the time. <laughs> You know, things are tough when you're, like, heating the house from the oven. And I live, like, in an apartment. Are you guys familiar with apartments? I can't microwave the house. It won't work when the door is open. So I got to use my oven. I never see microwaves anywhere in my life. I feel like microwaves have gone from, like, a featured to, like, all but really hidden in people's homes. I don't even – I don't see them at grocery stores. Not grocery I don't see them at, like – uh, like retail stores, I don't think I see commercials for them. Like, how do people even know about microwaves? I'm being serious in a moment. That's an excellent question because I've always just had one, right? They're always just there. I've always just had a microwave, and now I like do my best to like minimize its impact in my kitchen space. I think maybe they they made microwaves like they made candy corn, like they made them all in one batch. And then we got all of them we'll ever need. When is the last time somebody bought a new microwave? That's all right. excellent question. Today's Quan's Auto Care hotline. <laughs> you call us and tell us the last time you bought a microwave. Who bought I, a microwave I did in a the year last ago. five years? You did, Vital? Yeah, a year ago. Where okay, did, story time. Where did you get it? Um, at uh, Walmart. All right, so that makes sense to me that they would have it. But Walmart also has like, okay, today's varsity. Are you, are you ready? You're coming in hot already, huh? <laughs> today's varsity is like things you just don't see advertised. Things that they don't advertise. Yeah. Okay. okay. So today's varsity, which you'll catch today at 515, and we'll have a special guest, Sean Garris, who's the head coach over at Albuquerque Academy of the football team. You said it right the first time. Yeah. I'm proud of you. He's going to join us at 5 o'clock to talk about a lot of the projects they have going over there with their admissions and their scholarship funds. And, and I'm sure he's going to boast about their over 150 state championships they have in the history of the program, whatever. Well, let me interrupt you already. 
because yeah. you're incorrect because it's over 170 state championships. Okay, there you go. Yeah, a lot of it's chess though. <laughs> Most of them are chess. All right. So today's varsity is the varsity of things that are no longer advertised. Okay, <laughs> it's a weird one. All right. If I tell you, you really bought a microwave. Yeah, if you want to heat up coffee or heat up a dinner that I had made the previous night, that's all I use it for. I Mine is not even a microwave. Mine's just a popcorn maker. See, I prefer that popcorn too. on the stove. Yeah. I don't I don't buy the pre-bag popcorn. Hold on, let me tuck my pinky back in. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. It's just so much better on the stove. It's like night and day. I have talked to the lady in my life about doing like a like a live stream of me like eating different brands of popcorn, okay, and then I being able to identify the quality of the popcorn, the quality or the brand. Well, I think that coincides because okay. yeah, because there's a big difference, like like Market Pantry or like Great Value or like Orville or I could keep going. There's Ooh, no what's reason. Market Pantry, what's that? That's one? like the Target one. That's the Target yeah. one. Yeah, oh. there's a like a vast difference. There's a vast difference. You say vast difference? <laughs> oh, <laughs> not not that. Of okay. popcorn. And then once you get sewed up when you're done, like you're just done with it, you don't want any more kids, you just sew up your vast difference. The the number one popcorn <laughs> is movie theater popcorn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The number two popcorn, Mike Vitale is with us as well. Welcome, Michael. The Hi. number two popcorn. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Hey, hey, Mike. Is WWE popcorn that we had this past Saturday at the Rio Rancho Events Center. Oh, that was good popcorn. Whenever we were so fortunate to go and watch the greatest WWE superstars on the entire planet perform in front of a packed house. Not a lot of chairs left. There was zero chairs left. We had a bird's eye view. We could see all the chairs. We were in a, hey, we were in a suite, Vitale. Was that five six thousand seat arena? Uh, yes. There were. I would say there was over four thousand people in there. It's seven thousand with the floor. Is that correct? Yeah, and they cut off part of it with. Well, it's ten thousand. Ten thousand with the floor. With the floor. Yeah, seven thousand. Just the, the bull ring. The performance area is thirty thousand square feet. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, isn't that something? How'd you know that? Well, because I know a thing or two. Oh. So they put so divide that by the average size of a WWE fan, which is larger than the average size of an actual person. Okay, well, let's then, not go there. Okay, they're listening. So, I'm one of them. Uh huh. So we so we got a suite from the Rio Rancho Event Center, Michael. Nice. You know what suite number we got? Three sixteen. Six six six. Well, no, we got suite three sixteen, and I just. So, we went and we watched for three hours. Boy. WWE came to town. Yeah. <laughs> and they put on the show. It was all the top flight guys. Oh, I forgot to ask you. How was the last match? So good. Was it good? The best one of all of them. Ooh, well, they're always the best one. So you left early. Yeah, I always leave early. And for so, stuff I don't care about. So that's my move. Yeah. So the only things I don't leave early for are minor league baseball. Sweet. And WWE. Okay. I always Van, stay to the end. Van, how long did you stay before you booked? I, I think I made it to the to the last one, right? I left right before the, the last one. It seems like that's close to correct. Yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I, I obviously I stayed until the the women's fatal four way. Yes, because I don't miss a fatal four way, Vital. I don't mind telling you. Why would you? How could you? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think this is the peak, right? It doesn't get better than this. Yeah. The last and then one I is left. The last one is what you want to stay though. Though for yeah, yeah, fans. As the street profits and Finn Balor took on Roman Reigns and the Usos, also known as the Bloodline. 
Whoa. Yeah. Roman Reigns was there? Yes. Oh, that's a big deal. It was the biggest deal. The last time it came here, none of the big guys were there. That is also correct. That's the part I'm trying to get to. They stepped it up this time. <laughs> it was the best. That's sweet. It's the best. It was the best live on. Are you sure it wasn't seen. a Roman Reigns impersonator? Uh, well, as a guy who would like know. A big Pacific Islander with like the same tattoo. You think Jason Momoa was here and that's who they brought in? That's, <laughs> that's an upgrade. I'm talking about a downgrade. The Rock? Okay, name one more Pacific Islander, I dare you. I mean, I'm going to run out real fast. <laughs> Shane Victorino. Da- <laughs> as far as American Samoans go, and we've done this Pacific Island bit, so I'm not going to do it again. Okay. But it was at or near the best little night. It was you and I and then the gal in my life and a lot of the young uh, growing adults that are around her, and we took a bunch of kids. Yeah, a lot of kids in that suite. Oh, my gosh. We had so many. We had so much They fun. went through a lot of popcorn and soda. Vital. They ate popcorn the way that in a commercial, which you no longer see anymore, a Hoover vacuum eats popcorn. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> Jiffy popcorn. It, it, well, that's stovetop. That, again, if we were doing the varsity of popcorn today, that would be in the conversation. Fred ordered, a la Olive Garden breadsticks, he got the uh, bottomless popcorn. That's correct. And thank God he got the bottomless version because these kids did not stop eating the popcorn. Vital. We, they gave us little. <laughs> they a lot of hurt tum-tums. Yes. Yeah. There were bowls. There was like like a traditional size bowl, right, that you would get for a single serving like cereal staying at a budget hotel size bowl. That's very accurate. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And we, we gave, I, I brought some of them the popcorn. I went back to get more popcorn. And then the kids that I had brought popcorn, it was already gone. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was gone for not one minute. Yeah. That was not one full minute. That was their dinner. No, because I had just bought them pizza. Oh, really? Well, so not- they, ate on, they ate pizza first and then the popcorn. Their bottomless pits. Wow. You have an adult child. You you feed children like a substitute teacher feeds children. Yeah. Do they have pickles, too? Do you give them pickles? They've been sweet. Pickles and popcorn. You just wheel in the the movie. Pretzels. Watch, watch Wonder Years or something. What I'm trying to do is brainwash my girlfriend's family into loving the things that I love, which are pro wrestling. I know Wonder Years is a weird choice for that reference, but that's literally what one of my teachers always showed when he didn't feel like teaching, was the Wonder Years. So I used to be a teacher. We had this conversation on air. Yeah. So on air, so I used to be a teacher, Vital, and it was in my early 20s, and I would, um, are you familiar with drinking? What? Yeah, so I would do it too much. Oh, okay. So I would show up to the classroom. Not this month, you don't. No, I'm sober October right now with Evolve Strong. Shout out to Evolve Strong. So I would drink too much every single day. Cause no, I would... like beer when you walk in. Yeah, and I was in my early 20s. Did you hear that part? Mm. So I would show up to the classroom, and I would be um, hungover. Yeah, 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 there's not a like clear way to say that. Off, mostly Bud Lights, right? Only Bud Lights. Only Bud Light. Because every people would be like, "What are you doing tonight, Fred?" I'm like, "Hanging out with my buds." Once you drink more than six Bud Lights, it gives you mud butt, right? Once you drink more than six, <laughs> but it gives you Fred butt. Yeah. Did you so, did you man pawn it the next day? I don't know that, but we'll describe it off the air. Okay. So. I would go into the classroom, Vital, and I'm teaching, like, social sciences, right? So we're reading, like, The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. And I'm talking about, like, heavy stuff about, like, like cultural differences and, and genocide. And we're going into, like, rich, spirited history. And I would show up to the classroom, and I'd be like, all right, kids, the lights are staying off. <laughs> and I'm turning on the Twilight Zone, and you're doing Sudoku. 
Okay. That's how we covered the boy in the striped pajamas. You Twilight Zone because there's black and white and no flashing Correct. colors. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that one episode with Ron Howard when he was a kid. Oh, yeah. Let's grab a break. When we get back, we're going to talk to the Atlanta Braves because I know the listener loves football, but baseball is the most important thing on the planet. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Offering to Rosario. Line drive. That is through. It gets through. Here comes Dansby. Lightning strikes twice. And the Braves walk it off. This is unbelievable. And the Braves win it and they go up 2-0 in the series. Is that the Braves Radio Network? Yep. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. I'm DJ Cool over here, Van. Hey, Van, I'm <laughs> DJ Cool. It's these allergies, dog. What's going on, man? I got a little. I got a little. Is that the cottonwoods? What get, what's, what's getting you here? If I had to guess. Okay, guess. I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I don't know enough about... The juniper? I think it's juniper. Is it juniper? Because yeah, I don't know enough about you. floral. Juniper gets you? Well, you get it in the spring, too, right? So you get it both. Um, I do get it in the spring a little bit. Why don't we have Charlie Steiner's call on that? What? Just not as ex- not as enthused? <laughs> uh, this team, the Braves, are looking like the 2019 <laughs> Nats making a run here. All right, first of all, anything could happen in the baseball playoffs. Get hot at the right time, clutch hits, good defense. Why are you saying anything could happen? This is literally what I predicted. The loser Dodgers would show up for an opportunity to look fools in front of the insanely inferior Atlanta Braves. All right, Vital, pull up that audio of Fred saying the Dodgers are going to sweep the sorry Braves. Did not. I don't think he said that. Okay. Here's what I said. I'm not bringing you any more treats. <laughs> I meant to say it on the comeback. Sean Garris will join us at 5 o'clock today, head coach of Albuquerque Academy. Here's what I'm saying. What are you saying? The Dodgers are who we thought they were. <laughs> the most talented, best roster, deepest bench, best bullpen. They're bullpens. Most expensive. They're bullpens like shot, man. They're a motley crew. Record is what they are. Salary. They got the best bullpen in baseball. What are you talking about? Now that Devin Over, Williams overused, punched the overused as they well. They are overused. Dave Roberts is getting too cute this postseason. He's got good starters. Let him go out there and pitch. Trying to get too cute with them openers. When Kenley Jansen goes in the game, nine one one in Los Angeles. They open up every phone line because they know that everyone's about to have a heart attack in that county. What's the county in L.A.? L.A. County. And they know that. A lot of counties. Well, so really only one supports the Dodgers, though, right? What? Bernalillo? (laughs) (laughs) They're claimed to be Dodgers fans here when the Dodgers are doing well. Nationally speaking, I think the Braves as a fan base might be larger. Yeah, they're regional. What? TBS? Who watches that TBS? Everyone for I, like 50 years. I did growing up. Yeah. That's why I the Cubs are WGN. See? Yeah, all we had was WGN and TBS. And the, the Cubs were horrible. The Braves were not. Yeah, even in Houston, there was still 
WGN and TBS. And it's yeah. not like the Braves are just like 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 I know they're winning on walk off, so that is kind of the definition of scripting it out. But would they pull up like ten hits against the Dodgers yesterday? They're doing very well. Oh, and they they're doing it in the late inning rallies. That's when they're doing it. Hey, they're they're about to sweep the Dodgers. Hey, they're <laughs> peaking at the right time for sure. Dodgers are so bad. Don't forget, two thirds of the season, the Braves were under five hundred to the last month of the season. That is correct. They were what? they were under five hundred all the way up until August fifth. I think it's the last time the Chiefs were over five hundred. So that's really impressive. It took it took the Braves one hundred and ten games to get above five hundred, and here they are in the National League Championship Series, up 2 nothing on the champs. Yeah, but also, like, up 2 nothing on the champs and getting the coolest drone footage of sliding into home of all time ever. That's what the Braves are. They're just highlights. Unlike the stupid fall-asleep, go-to-sleep L.A. Dodgers that one time accidentally beat the St. Louis Cardinals and shouldn't even be here. So... Braves third base coach, Ron Washington. Uh, I'm familiar with his work. Very familiar with his work. Double barrel shotgunning. Ron Washy boy. (laughs) When the Braves round third to score all these runs that they score all the time, all their helmets come off, and I'm like, look at these young kids go. I love them. Jock Peterson, who used to be a Dodger, that for some reason knows exactly how to tell everyone to hit every pitcher on this team. Ron Washington sends everybody. He just sends them. Both of those, the the third and fourth runs last game should have been outs. Yes. Like statistically, they were outs. Like just barely slid under the tag. The throw was a little bit off. But Ron Washington sees Mookie Betts, the fear in his eyes from dead center. He's like, he's like a YouTube video from four years ago. And he's like, let's just send it. Ron Washington's so jacked up on Coke. He's oh. just like, go, 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 oh, oh. run, 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 allegedly. run, run, yes, 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 Allegedly. I need Alleg- to... Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Coke yeah. Zero. Yeah, allegedly this time. <laughs> Even though there's a rich history of it. I mean, allegedly this time he is. Allegedly this time. I'm. Here's what I'm in love yeah, with. Third base drinking those nose beers. This, well. <laughs> they were safe, though. They, he made the right call. Yes, they yeah. Wait, if there's a time when you risk it. He's he's such a better – oh, my God, this smells delicious. He's such a great third base coach. He's such a great defensive coach. Yes. Head coach, not so much. Like manager. Yeah. He's not a leader of men. Not a leader of men. But we do know he's a risk taker. He is a risk taker. For sure. On and off the field. Yes. He's very confident. When he's on third base and Chili's bathrooms, apparently. Do you remember when the allegedly? Yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly Chili's bathrooms could have been a Perkins. I'm not sure. <laughs> Perkins, friend of the show, is a restaurant that's not here, but you can find it at all sorts of locations over the country. Similar. Well, that's Tiger Woods' favorite. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. The Dodgers last night. They're like, they're like, hey, let's jump out to a two-run lead in the first. And, and we're the Dodgers of old. Psych. The entire pitching staff, I think, has been shaken up because they've been able to juggle things, put relievers in starting positions. And I think up until this point, Roberts has done a good job of juggling that pitching staff. But now you see 
chinks in the armor. How about you see this? Trey Turner 0 for 5. How about you see that? That's what I'm seeing. He hit a couple rockets, right? Two dudes. Cool. Yeah. So, oh, you're telling me so he's easily scouted? Right. That's what you just told me your analysis is? Right, to dudes. Dave Roberts is getting too creative. He's getting too fancy. Yeah, what's this like, Lux kid playing you for? You didn't... Oh, Lux is very good. Not at the plate. He's very good. Yeah. yeah. Well, th- there's no sunshine in Caseyville for this Dodgers team. They're awful. Well, I mean, you're confusing your starting pitchers. Like, you didn't use an opener all year. You used an opener like three times all year. You got stud starting pitchers, and just all of a sudden you start using openers. You break their normal daily routine just out of the blue, just decide to start being the Tampa Bay Rays. It's not how it works, Dave. Scherzer had one more inning in him. I mean, he'll tell you he had the whole game in him. Yeah, for sure. He ain't about to leave unless he has to. He has to get escorted out. Bellinger don't even, hey, he sucked now. He beat here's what they did. I'm gonna tell you what they did. The thing I'm gonna the analogy, it's a schoolyard analogy, okay? Tell me. They went out to the playground and they already beat up the bully on the playground. And now they think like that's it. They put everything they had into beating up the one Goliath that was the Giants. Now they can't handle the fallout. Well, they are scoring less than their season average. Yes. The Braves are pitching them well. The Braves did a good job of scouting. And the Braves, like their defensive shifts have been absolutely perfect. Some of the Dodgers players are hitting screamers right at people. And that's the way the playoffs are. You put yourself in a position to win, catch a couple good bounces, bam, there you are up 2-0 on the champs. Hey, Siri, what is 106 minus 88? Oh, here's the thing. It's 18, says Siri, because that's the difference in games one. Los Angeles Dodgers payroll is $65 million more than the Atlanta Braves. Yes, it is. You know what that is? Two Pittsburgh Pirate teams. Yeah, it's a Pittsburgh They're Pirate. They're two Pittsburgh Pirate teams better, except on the field. You get, You can get the Pirates and the Orioles. You can get the Marlins and the Rangers. You could buy, let's see here. You could buy the Chicago Cubs for that much. You get the whole Cubs roster for that much. How many Eddie Rosarios can I get? Because that's all I want. Yeah. Just, that's all I want. You just need the one. You know what I need? I need a guy like Freddie Freeman who goes over four out there, but he's still like a clubhouse guy. He's still encouraging the boys, still playing the field as strong as anyone can play it. That's a guy. That's not Cody Bellinger who walks once and then just lollygags out there the rest of the game. There's eight MLB there's eight MLB teams that their whole payroll is the disparity in between the yes, Braves and the Dodgers. That's what I'm saying. Eight whole teams that you could buy for that much. You get the you could get the Orioles almost three times, and you could get a combination of the Orioles and Rangers, Orioles and Pirates, or Orioles and Marlins for that much. Not even Albert Pujols can save them. <laughs> hey, but for real, congratulations. Because I haven't been on the radio. I, I wasn't here for the Saturday show. I was on location. I haven't been on the radio since the Dodgers beat the Giants. I was so very impressed by that. That's one of the best baseball games I had ever seen. It was a lot of fun. Both of them were amazing. The Dodgers have played in the last three baseball games three of the best baseball games I've ever seen. It's a very good stretch. Yeah, insanely good. As far as entertainment goes. I can't predict the future, obviously. No. no. Not to a T. 
even though I only missed two games this this NFL week. Right, Bestradamus. Pat pat myself on the back. Master better. Yes, I'm familiar. Master better. I think we might go with that. On the Quan's Auto Car Hotline, friend of the show, Vincent. Vincent, welcome. <laughs> well, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it's so funny about the Dodgers. They have, like, the best starting pitching, uh, you know, in all of baseball. And then they, they fool around. I mean, they have Max Scherzer. I mean, Max Scherzer, uh, uh, Walker Buehler, Urias won 20 games, for God's sake. And, you know, and they start fooling around with openers. And then, well, let's uh, let's bring in uh, Scherzer, uh, you know, and all this nonsense when they should, you know, just go with their starters for, okay, six innings, please, you know. But, you know, it's it just uh, – and it's not Robert. He's – He's taking his orders from up high, uh, from the uh, from management. I mean, you have to realize you, that. Do you think Roberts is telling Kinley Jansen to get into the game and throw one pitch dead center and just get just raked up the middle? Because that's what I'm seeing. Like, what, do you, what are you trying to do here, guys? Well, Kinley Jansen, I mean, why was – I don't understand. Because by the time it got to that point, you kind of knew the Dodgers were going to lose. But, I mean, why is – why is Urias coming in? Why didn't uh, Trinan pitch the eighth inning? He only had seven pitches in the seventh inning. And then, oh, no, we can't have him out in the eighth. And then Urias comes in. Uh, you know, a starter is supposed to start game four. And then, you know, the Braves torch him and tie the game. And then everything's kind of, oh, well, you know, the schedule's off, you know. And then, you know, the Braves get a single and, you know, a guy goes to second. And then bring in Jansen. Well, I mean, you know, it was great. But what you said was <laughs> the Dodgers have given us three of the best games of the year. That's I true. Mean, <laughs> they have. Back-to-back. Wildly entertaining. Yeah, Vincent, I don't think – why don't they just stick with what's been working all year? That's my point. I mean, it's like don't you have the best starting pitching. Don't get too cute when it don't matters the cute. most. You, you, there's a reason why you got Scherzer, and there's you know because you know the goofball. He had 80 power, pitches. Uh, 80. He did what he did. That's it. He only had 80 of them. You could you could put another 30 pitches out there legitimately. That's maybe two innings. Yeah. It's probably not two yeah. full innings, but Vincent, we're at the break. But uh, hey, I agree with you. They got it. If they don't go back to what they've been doing, they're not going to go to a third game. Oh, no, but, I mean, the, the analytics part will say, you know, Roberts will come up with something. Well, you know, who knows? You know, they'll try and explain it that way. I hope they do lose, and I think they will. You know, Hey, me, me too, Loki, me too. Is yeah. a, baseball is a different game. Uh, that's all. Also, like I'm doing a tomahawk chalk the, the whole time I'm talking to you, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm biggest Braves well, fan. Well, you know where they got that from, by the way. What? No, give it to me before we go to break. I'm talking Florida State. It's from the Florida State. Oh, the Seminoles. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm familiar with that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they yeah, had it first. You know, Atlanta baseball is not exactly, you know, it's been around, but it's not like. Uh, Vital, like hates it. Vital hates it because like they a... stole it from Milwaukee. So, <laughs> he's super hates it. Vincent, we're going to break. Uh, hey, all, so as we were just talking to Vincent. Uh, Elroy Cafe just dropped us off lunch. How about that? How about that? 
Sweet. And it smells delicious. It smells delicious. So we're going to break into that during this break. I'm going to rip into it like a maniac. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Second and 15. Jones fires it over the middle. And there's Diggs with the deflected interception left sideline. 10-5. Of course it's Diggs. Play fake. Boot to the right. Looking down the field. Lamb. 10-5. Victory. Cowboys win. The ghosts are exorcised. Hey, man, can you dig it? I'm telling you, man, Trayvon Diggs' kid is the truth. Oh, hey, way to go out on a limb. Hey, cool. Hey, hot take, friends of the show. Van says Trayvon Diggs is good. 505-246-0610. Tell him why he's wrong. I didn't say he was good. I said he was the truth. That's next level. The truth is this Indian burger, that Elroy Indian bread burger, <laughs> taco bread burger. What is this called? It got to you. Any some, one of those. At some point, All of those see, are correct. You're about ready to pass out over so, there. Okay. So Elroy Cafe, it's just down the street. It's Indian like taco burger. Indian taco burger. So it's like two blocks over. Is that that's right? The, that's some of the prettiest fry bread I've ever seen in my life. It's beautiful. So you and I are about to have a little bit of a fight before we talk about the NFL. Okay. You, not long ago... When we broadcasted live from the Balloon Fiesta, the 49th annual. Right. You introduced me to Indian tacos. Right. Which I would say were the worst thing I had ever eaten. I would say they were worse than gum I had pulled off the bottom of, like, not just a shoe, but, like, an industrial work shoe. Oh, come in on. Like, in, like, a dirty construction area. Yeah, because your taste, bland, taste buds are so bland. Your taste buds are so boring. Like your taste buds are like the equivalent of Ben Stein reading the dictionary. <laughs> it's a very niche reference for you guys out there. Google Ben Stein. Here's what I'm saying. Okay. This from the Elroy makes me think that you have no idea what good food is. Because this is delicious. Right. This Indian taco burger deal thing that I just put in my mouth. Yeah. Which, by the way, has green chilies on it, which I don't eat. So I tried to get them off. Yeah. This green chilies is like lava in a plant. It's it, a big shout out to Josh Archuleta and his wife Fabby for and Fabby uh, for putting this super hot green chili on Fred's burger. He was doubled over in the break. It is so funny. He took all of it off, and he's probably had like three itty bitty microscopic green chili nuggets, like remnants that made it past. His thorough excavation, and he is on fire, and I'm loving every second of it. Thanks, Josh, for entertaining me. So I'm under more heat right now than the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you're under more heat than Ed Ogeron. <laughs> That's a good one. R.I.P. Relationship with Ed Ogeron, Louisiana voice. State University. Ugh. Okay. You back? Yeah. You okay? I just had to calm down. Hey, Fred, do you like Frito pies? Yes, obviously. That's all an Indian taco is. It's a piece of flatbread with a Frito pie on top of it. Instead of chips, you got fry bread. You love Frito pies, but you hate Indian tacos. I don't understand. I mean, I'm just telling you what I know. I think there's an element of, like, subvertive 
racism here? How so? Just because the word Indian's on it? What? I don't hate Cleveland. <laughs> They're the Guardians. <laughs> He's breathing so hard. There's no milk. Would you like some milk? No, I'm drinking a Sweat sarsaparilla. Would you like for me to microwave some water and put some coffee creamer in it so it can get close <laughs> to milk to calm you down? You know I get my nose hairs waxed because I became an old man recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can feel them growing back faster. Oh, really? Yeah, from just eating that greens chili. Okay. You back at it? I'm back at it. Welcome back. The Dallas Cowboys are the realest deal, and I'm as surprised as I am not surprised about the L.A. Dodgers. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Their defense is too good. I thought they weren't going to – I thought New England, which is, like, notorious for, like, messing around and keeping it too close and figuring it out at the end. But Dallas is like, no, nah, no, nah, we got this. No, no, we still got it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, our quarterback's hurt. No big deal, though. He's been hurt before. Hey, we got a bye week coming up. We're cool. Dallas played a very sloppy game. I think it was at 12 penalties. Is that right? 12 penalties over 100 yards. Uh, they had uh, over 115 yards of penalties. Yeah, 115 yards of penalties. He still couple, won. A couple turnovers, a couple bad bounces, and still pull out the W. That's the sign of a good team. The W in the OT. Even, yeah, in OT, on the road. So if you don't play your best game, you have a sloppy game, you cough the ball up, you don't execute the offense the way you should, and you still come out with the win – that's the sign of a legitimate team. A sign of a legitimate yeah, team. Five in a row. Is a team that wins a tight game before the bye week? Because you know how much better your bye week is when you win the game before? Yeah. You know how much better the boys nation is doing right now? Friend of the show listening right now is like, I'm a big Cowboys fan. Of course you are. You know what you're not? Nervous about saying anything negative. Because we can't. Because they is too good. I can say something negative. You cannot. I'll call you a liar. Mike McCarthy's time management. All right, so oh, that's yeah. new to him. Cause no, it is not. For years, he had a guy named Aaron Rodgers who just took care of all the business, and he never had to learn how to coach that. No, McCarthy screwed up a lot of clocks. He messed up a lot in Green Bay, yeah. Yeah, oh. that's never won against Chicago. And give me all the Rodgers talk you got. Did you see that, Vital? The crowd started flipping the bird to Rodgers after he scored that rushing touchdown. You got the, you got it pulled up. Hey, you want to hear it? Oh, you know oh, you, I, I, you, you know I you. do. Hey, so for the friend of the show, we weren't gonna play this on air, but Vital just sits in his production studio all day and just listens to Aaron Rodgers highlights. So he's like, "Yeah, I have it. It's ready. It's waiting." Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps and runs. Aaron Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown, Packers. Right on cue, Joe. <laughs> don't flip off Aaron Rodgers after he just went up by two scores. What do you expect him to do? I like how he, in, like, conservative would be like, oh, he's got choice words for him. And I'm going to tell you, this is actually just cutting a promo is what this is. Sure. This, yeah. He goes down, does the championship belt, which, by the way, I love. Yeah. Love that more than anything. And he, gets, he just cuts a promo in the crowd. He knows the mic is there. He's not stupid. I, I don't know if he had that planned. I doubt it. Quote. I think this is all freestyle. Oh, yes. Because 
he saw like 20 middle fingers yeah. in the corner of that crowd. Yeah. And you know how crazy Bears fans are. You know how rowdy Soldier Field yes. is. And he slid in on his knees and did the discount double check to a sea of middle fingers he, he and was, went off. He was like as if Pete Weber just bowled a 300. He yeah. he channeled his inner Pete Weber, and then whenever he he came up, he was like, those pens are who I thought they were. Like, he got them. I, I got his response afterwards. Oh, stop. Of course you do. Okay, All right. Yeah, go. go ahead. All right, I'll take it. Sometimes you black out on the field. <laughs> <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. Uh, I definitely blacked out uh, from a concussion, which isn't a good way. But uh, I looked up in the stands, and in the front row, all I saw was a woman giving me a double bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure exactly what came out of my mouth next. Sweet. Are you ready for this? Sweet. Quote, I've owned you all my bleeping life. Uh-huh. I own you. I still own you. It's so good. And it's so true. Yeah. What is he, 23 and 5? 22 yeah, and 5. Tw- now he's now 23 and 5. Now it's 23 yeah. and 5. 23 yeah. and 5. Stick a dagger in Bear fans. Love it. Woo. The Packers now have an impressive 22 and 5 record in their 27 meetings, which included an NFC championship game at Soldier Field with Green Bay going on to defeat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. So there's your one, though, right? Because your boy, Aaron Rodgers, he ain't won no Super Bowl since 2011. That's 10 years. Yeah, two straight championship losses. Yeah, he's he's like, I ain't winning. I, I ain't not right now. Can't do it. I could, beat the, I could beat the Bears all day. Hey, you put Rex Grossman out against me so many times? Oh, I'm going to really pat that record. He don't win no Super Bowls. So I, I got a giggle out of this. X-Bears Olin Krutz, which was a sinner. I literally only He's know that. Offensive lineman, right? Yeah, I know that from Madden. That's okay. the only reason I know he ever existed. Sweet. Because he keeps snapping it to your favorite player, Jay Cutler. Is that why? <laughs> Smoking Jay. I do love Jay Cutler. He's hilarious. So Olin Krutz. Olin Krutz said he wanted to punch Aaron Rodgers in the face over the quarterback's I still own you taunt. I don't go around punching people in the face when they're telling me the truth. <laughs> Look at his stats. Look at his win-losses. He owns Chicago. He owns Soldier Field. Why can you be mad at that? Yeah, he's, he's not talking about Olin Krutz's mom. He didn't say what his... Well, that's a good point, though. because His if he unflattering had to- wife. Like, he's just saying truth. If he had told Chicago that he was their daddy, then you could have that conversation a la Pedro. Well, I mean, bearing a paternity test. Hey, Owen Krutz literally hates his stepdad. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's 5 o'clock, quitting time. Welcome to your cars. We're so fortunate to be joined in studio by Sean Garris, the head coach of the Albuquerque Academy football team. Let's go Chargers. Sean, welcome. All right. Well, thank you very much for having me, guys. So yeah, for the, welcome, for, buddy. For the friends of the show, it's actually your bye week, and you decided to hang out with us. Yeah, I, see, I figure what, what better way, right? <laughs> Spend my first Monday off, you know, on a bye week. How blessed I've are we? I've also slummed it before. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I appreciate the invite. Uh, you're on a bit of a win streak, huh? So, yeah, no, play, the team's playing very well. Yeah. And, you know, uh, nice thing for us is that we – 
feel like there's always room for improvement and uh, we definitely see some uh, progress still happening with our group so we're just excited about um, the rest of the season and obviously getting into the playoffs eight and one on the season three and oh in the league so five game win streak is that right right oh my exactly. gosh yep okay Watch out St. Pius. Yeah. Uh, that's next Thursday. Well, they're on the win streak themselves, so they're going to be a tough one, and oh. we're expecting us uh, that we're the two top teams in our in our district, so it's going to be a fun one and renewing a little bit of a rivalry of uh, between our schools, which will be fantastic uh, for our communities. Here's, yeah. a, here's a fun one, Bam. Battle of the private schools, right? What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, instead of back public school, yeah. instead of Socha's greasers, it's Socha's Socha's. Exactly. So it's like very confusing. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I've, I've not had a chance to catch the football team yet this season. I, uh, you don't know this, but I spend every weekend in Las Vegas. I, I broadcast for the Highlands. And, but last year I broadcast a lot of the soccer for Albuquerque Academy. It's the most beautiful campus I've ever been on. Yeah. It's just one of those schools that uh, sometimes you get onto the campus and you almost forget that you're in Albuquerque. Yes. Uh, very serene, you know, very, very, um, and it almost just feels like a small college, I mean, honestly, when you're on that campus. And, um, yeah, it's just one of the things. And speaking about our soccer teams, both of them, you know, just kind of tearing it up right now. Yeah. And, you know, playing very well. And, um, you know, overall, our athletics program just kind of segue into that, um, you know, has a long tradition of success, uh, particularly, you know, in, in – um, not only in the state, but even just putting athletes out into the next level, which is fantastic, so – Albuquerque Academy, like you said, is known for really quality athletics, and we were talking about this earlier, over 170 state championships since its inception. Is that a real number? That's not a real number. That's it's, like, a, real, it's a real number. Oh that's gosh. insane. Like, yeah. How many sports are there? Yeah, so, so you know, we have about 20 varsity, you know, there are different programs, but, um, you know, we have 6th through 12th grade, so, you know, we, we have our, our kids for seven years, and right. so, um, you know, for a lot of our programs, we can develop them over those seven years which you know is a little bit of an advantage to us but at the same time you know we're working with um you know kids from all over uh all over albuquerque and surrounding areas you know we have uh over 50 elementary schools represented this year in our sixth grade class alone and so that just shows you the diversity of the students that are coming to our school when, when i heard academy had 170 championships i just assumed they were all in chess the three, or, yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, we but no, they're like all football, basketball, well, we baseball, do, everything. Yeah, we do get in yeah. uh, past year. We had esports state championship. Nice. Uh, so we had an esports championship. Uh, you know, our tennis team is uh, you know on an eighteen nineteen year run uh, for consecutive state championships on the boys. So side. it's like it's it's not like axe throwing. It's not disc golf. No, it's no, not, not cornhole. No, not. Oh, okay. It's 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 okay. It's where people are actually competing. Yes, legit. <laughs> okay. Championships, and particularly our yeah. soccer program's done very well. Our cross country program's done very well. But really. also, if you had a varsity of carnival games, you'd have the best ring We'd toss be out there. Good. Yeah. yeah. No okay. lie. Yeah, because we would train <laughs> certain groups of kids to just do that. Sean Garris is the head coach of the football team over there at Albuquerque Academy, but you're also the special projects managers of emissions, and that's and that's why we're connecting because our friend. Friend of the show and friend in real life, Albert Ramirez at the YMCA, he calls us and he says, hey, do you know what's going on over the academy? Do you know what they do scholarship-wise? Do you know how many kids they help? And we're like, no, we don't. No, we don't. We don't want to talk to you, Albert. Give us Sean. <laughs> so, yeah, so so that's why you're joining us today. Like, what is the academy doing? Like, how are you helping kids in the community kind of break down the barrier that is finances versus opportunity? Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, like I already mentioned, over 50 schools that represented in this year's sixth grade group. Um 
And the way our school operates is is 100% need-based tuition. So if a family qualifies, uh, as long as that kid is qualified and gets admitted into our school, we're able to um, you know support them financially to make sure that it's something that the, the family can support. From the texter, I loved playing Academy when I went to Pius because that was always a layup. Oh, actually, that's, not, that's not nice at all. Whoopsie. That's Whoopsie. All right. Camp, screen those. Can't believe that one got through. So, <laughs> no, but you, uh, yeah, so you were saying it's, uh, you, can, you can succeed academically and you can put yourself in the right place, but not necessarily is the opportunity always there. So based off need, and what are like some qualifications for that and how do you guys help? Well, a lot of our families that, um, you know, that maybe qualify, and, and most people don't know. Uh, a lot of times people just assume that they can't afford uh, to come to the academy. Um, so we actually offer in uh, for third, fourth, and fifth graders, we have a summer um, multicultural uh, honors program. Uh, and they apply for that. And it's really a leadership program and it's all expenses paid. And a lot of times for families that maybe wouldn't be able to uh, afford even a summer session at the school uh, gives them an opportunity to get introduced to our programs and to our, our faculty and our staff, and all of it's paid for. Um, and like I said, that's through an application process. But, um, and then when they apply, most, most of our students come in at sixth grade. And so um, if there's even you know, a hint that there are some financial need there, um, they just apply um, and you know, we send it out to a third party and then our tuition assistance um, coordinator uh, works with the family and says like this is the report that we got based on your finances and this is um, how much um, we can we can offer you um, to sort of offset some of the, the tuition so yeah I, I think you're selling it a little short I actually. do too it's 4.5 million dollars I mean, it's not like it's not that like is it's a, not a lot of scholarships yeah. that's a lot of help yeah well it, it definitely is and and it's spread throughout all the classes and the nice thing for each grade is that the tuition money moves with that grade. Uh, so if a student were to leave the school that had some financial aid, that money would stay in that grade. So that means a family that may be qualified for more money but couldn't get it, now maybe was able to um, get that money that was left behind. So um, so it's a, it's a nice way for, for the school to make sure that it's evenly distributed amongst the, the classes. Right, well, how, how would parents go about applying for their kids? Say parent knows, I got a special kid. Mm -hmm the best at X, whatever it may be, right. best at education, best at basketball, best at, sure. you know, 20 years running state champion chess, Albuquerque Academy, slide right in. How do they go about this process? What's the first step? So first thing is just connect with us, right? Um, the biggest thing is getting onto our website, www.aa.edu. Uh, get on there, um, you know, do some, some, you know, reading about it, get onto the missions website up for the open house we have an open house actually coming up this sunday uh from 12 30 to 2 30. um we're expecting probably close to four or five hundred people Ooh, on campus um and that's really one of the big selling points is just getting folks on the campus and just showing them like this is what we have to offer um because again a lot of times people don't realize that it's even attainable sure and so they don't even put the they don't even take the chance to come and just check us out but once they come check us out and get to kind of know that it's not just high academics you know we have kids all over the academic um, spectrum um, and they have a lot of support there um, so um, but like you said a kids that is a, exceptional in an area we love to have them here's what I'm gonna do Andrew I'm gonna take my kid that I don't actually have all right first conceive a kid that's number one of on my plan okay cool <laughs> call Andrew and 12 years but before then get the southwest card with double miles mm. and then i put the tuition on the southwest card i'm basically flying for free this is my plan 
that's just smart financial. Thank you. Speaking of chess, it's 3D chess yes. right there, baby. Yeah, I was playing checkers there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Sean Garris, the head football coach over at Albuquerque Academy and specials projects manager for admissions, joining us. Your favorite part of being at the academy is helping kids get in or helping kids win football games? Man, I just say working with kids in general. Yeah. Right? Uh, I was in the classroom for just about 20 years teaching. Uh, this is my 11th year at the academy. Okay. And, uh, this is my first um, actual school year working for the admissions department. I was in the history department for 10 years, and uh, an opportunity opened up. I thought it would be a good professional challenge for me to step outside the box, especially since we always tell our kids to do that. Uh, kind of lean into something that's uncomfortable. And I was like, man, I'm going to give it a shot. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. And, um, yeah, the school's been great to me and my family so far. So we're just excited to continue what we're doing. So in your 10 years at the academy, you've seen 10 years worth of graduates. Most definitely. Yeah, and you've impacted, to a really full extent, seven years worth of graduates. And you've seen them going on to do adult lives and adult things. How do those connections maintain past like high school, how do those connections maintain as you see those kids become adults? And then how do they return if they do to help the academy in a way? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, we, we, we have, I mean, our alumni base is huge. Yeah. I mean, we have, I mean, when you think about a, a private school in Albuquerque, we have nearly 8,000 uh, alums uh, across, you know, across the globe. And it's just those connections, right? It's just, it's a different connection at our school because we work with students for seven years. And depending on where you hit them along their seven years, um, you know, you're making impacts at different moments of their, of their lives. And uh, for me personally, um, a lot of my connections that I've maintained with uh, alums is through athletics. And, and for a lot of our students that play at the next level, um, you know, it's always great to kind of catch up with what they're up to. And, you know, we have alums that are professional athletes that are professional coaches that you know we're definitely at a high level um and so just catching up with them especially when they come back into town uh they just love coming back to campus and catching up with all of their old teachers and and uh the folks that are still around did have we missed homecoming did homecoming already did. Oh, yeah, God. Oh, come homecoming. On. next year though no. next year so yeah you should come home come home next year yeah <laughs> we uh we gotta grab a break you're gonna stick around for a little bit most definitely all right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna come back we're gonna keep talking to sean i want to ask him very briefly about why football like that's what I'm asking very briefly about. And then today's varsity is the, and I know you're not super familiar with the program, Sean, so I'll brief you during the break, but today's varsity is the varsity of things you just don't see advertised anymore. ABQ central 95.9 FM and AM 610 the sports animal. We're wrapping the program up early today. So you can catch your Monday night football as the, the Buffalo bills of, of a part of New York that no one ever visits is they're going to go to Tennessee to the one part that everyone visits to, to beat up on that, who's who's the Tennessee quarterback now? Vince Young. No, Tannehill. Tannehill. Oh, okay. Thanks, Vital. That was a rhetorical question. So it's not Vince Young. Jake Locker is he still there? Yeah, yeah, it's him. It's Jake Locker. Uh, the dude was a stud at UW. <laughs> stud. Sean Garris uh, decided to stick around with us because on his bye week he said, "quote I have nothing better to do." Sean, that's a rude quote. I'm pretty sure, yeah, I've said that just like that. Come on now. Uh, Sean Garris, the head football coach over at Albuquerque Academy, go Chargers, and the projects manager for admissions. It's like special projects, regular projects? Yeah, just projects in general. Love that. Uh, So we talked about some different opportunities for friends of the show and maybe their spawn offspring. What word do you use for that? Family? Children? I think families. Family's fine. Is it? You don't got to call them spawn. I I did say spawn. Not in this context. Retirement plans. (laughs) 
landscapers, little baby landscapers. <laughs> Accidents. <laughs> what? Fred? Dang, Fred. Come here. <laughs> Going hard. You need a break. Sean, you, how long have you been coaching the football team? So this is my third year. Okay. Yep. And you got asked to do it, and you never loved football, but now you're doing well. No, I love oh, football. Okay. Yeah, Shoot. no, I love football. So, yeah. Uh, took up football in high school and uh, play, was lucky enough to punt in college. Uh, so, um, and then that's where'd you do that at? At Rhodes College in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, so cool! Another little Tennessee note right there. Yeah, the other place people might visit. So you're a Rhodes well, scholar. You could say that. I yeah. mean, yes, I mean, yeah, put that I, on your resume with yeah. no context. It's on my card, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. You could also put on your resume, "Survive the West Side of Memphis." Right. You could Ooh, put that on your that resume. Is an accomplishment for which sure. Which yeah. I know from experience. Yeah. But love. Loved the uh, Southern hospitality for sure while we were there. And yes. I met my wife there. She's from Albuquerque. And so we uh, came back about, like I said, about 11, 10 years, oh. 10, 11 years ago. Welcome back. Thank you. You ready for the varsity? Most definitely. Let me let me ask a question real quick. Yeah, I'll wait. It's only my show. You had a quick turnaround in the program. What do you think was the key to this quick turnaround for Albuquerque Academy football? You know, I just think there were some things that we did um, and just brought um, a little a little zap of excitement. And, um, you know, a, a lot of it's just I'm, I'm really just thankful for a lot of the, the players. Uh, they did a lot of recruiting in the hallways and just really brought some athletes out. And, uh, you know, after a couple of years of coaching some athletes up, especially young ones that, you know, were playing at the varsity level for a couple of years. Um, yeah, it's just it's starting to pay dividends, you know, and a lot of it, like I said, is is upperclassmen run. Um, so, uh, me as a head coach, is really just about putting the pieces in place and just letting them sort of take the lead and own it. Um, and then of course I have a great coaching staff as well. Um, I've been able to add some pieces over the last you know year or so. Um, I, we, I don't think we'd be here. Uh, Objective and humble. I yeah. love it. I love it. I have a, I have what might be a dumb question. Cool. Do kids still learn football the way that we like me and Van learned football on like a whiteboard with like a like an erase marker? Do kids still learn it that way or do they learn like on Madden screens? Like how are kids learning football? Yeah, I mean there's different software programs actually now. Yeah. You can actually do um like I guess almost simulated plays where it would actually put it into motion into 3D so they can see spacing. Um, we use Huddle, which is a pretty common program. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we put all our playbook stuff and, you know, we review film constantly. But yeah, even in the games, we don't take whiteboards to our games. We just use iPads. We're living in the future, man. Nice. I can't handle I it. I could dig it. Yeah. So I hate I'm that. into it. Yeah, we're just showing plays, previous plays yeah. um, on our iPads that get streamed through a closed circuit um, camera system. And then we just check out our iPads, and we can say, hey, make this adjustment. I, ever... I, I used to talk smack about football players on the sideline for years, like when they had their little you know, devices. I thought they were just watching Netflix yeah, that was yeah, when they're not playing. It's like, yeah. these lazy guys, they should be studying tape. Why are they doing just watching Amazon Prime? Sean, is it when you're on the sidelines and you, and you call like student body left, and then like everyone's coming at you and they're being tackled into you, are you like, oh, my God, protect my iPad? Or is it not that thought? Well, you just you buy the protective case. Okay, so, smart yeah. Otterbox, and you get smart. the insurance. Otterbox yeah, line. yeah. Speaking of Otterbox, today's varsity, the varsity of products you don't see commercials for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're not going to bring you're familiar with the varsity if you're a friend of the show. You want me to go first? Or you want to go first, man? You first. Okay. My first one is CrossFit van. Okay. All right. I'm going with CrossFit. I've never seen a single CrossFit commercial, but if you talk to someone who's a passionate about CrossFit. You would think it's the most popular brand on the planet. They're living commercials. That's what they are. Yeah. And they're addicted, I think. It's actually a drug. I think CrossFit's a drug. It could be classified okay. as that. So that's my number one on my varsity is CrossFit. 
Okay, things that I don't see advertised anymore. Number one on my list is The Cosby Show. Okay, that's that's not a good one. It's Critically not... acclaimed show was the most popular show in the history of the world. I never see commercials for it anymore. <sighs> What's that all about? That's I mean, well, it's that whole TGIF like lineup, right? Yes, like, Sean, good Family point. Family Matters, Full House, America's Funniest Home Videos. Gone. Huh. Step by step. Huh. Oh, nice. Good call. Nice. I, I might struggle to come up with another one. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you got one? Yeah, I got one. So uh, maybe kind of along the, the lines of uh, addictions is uh, Sriracha. Ah, good one. Yeah. You never see a Sriracha commercial. Never, never one. Yeah, a lot of people crying. Yeah, I'm yeah. a huge Sriracha if, homer. If the Not three, one commercial. If the three of us are sitting around a campfire and we're playing Would You Rather, and I was like, would you rather get rid of Sriracha or kimchi, you two would fight to the death. Mm, like, it would be that, that would serious. Be, that'd, be that'd be tough. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that you brought that one up, Sean. That's a little too real for actually me. Feel, it makes me feel un, uneasy that you even said that was a hypothetical. Ah, <laughs> yeah. No, neither. Yeah. All right, hear me out. What about, like, traveling to, like, beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico, home in the New Mexico Highlands? Okay. Because it's, like, my favorite place on Earth. Sure. And I never see commercials for it. For Las Vegas? Yes. I see commercials for Las Vegas all the time. No, New Mexico. Blue Man Group, that, right? No, nope. yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. So not that one. Cirque du Soleil. Not regional right. travel. That's not a good one. No. <laughs> all right, next on my varsity yeah. of things you don't see commercials uh -huh. for. Uh-huh. I never see commercials for the Weinstein Company anymore. I, oh, God. All right. I or see like, what you're doing here. Miramax Pictures like made some really good movies. This, and I don't see any commercials for Miramax movies anymore. I've picked up what on your... What happened? Picked up on your trend. I don't know what happened here. Here. Sean, you got another one? All right. Um, how about uh, Krispy Kreme? I don't... No! Yeah, you never see those. And why not? Because everybody already knows about it. Except they've forgotten, right? Because you, everyone should know when the Fresh Now light is on, you get a free donut. And people have forgotten about that. That was a staple of their advertising campaign right. for a long time. It's a missed opportunity. In the spirit of Van, I'm going to go with Kmart. Okay. No more blue light special commercials are there, Van. Kmart. Yeah, I don't see a lot of Kmarts anymore. Gosh. You make me so mad with the varsity. Why? You got a final one? Yeah, I never... See commercials for one of the most famous interview shows of all time. Oh, don't! I do never it. see commercials for Charlie Rose. That's so bad. <laughs> what's What's going on with these acclaimed shows, and no one's advertising them uh, anymore? What is going on? You want to do a Matt, you got a Matt Lauer joke that, in you? you? He was next. Yeah. Was next. Yeah. You, you want to do Garrison Keillor too? I was going to finish with Epstein. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell me about the news from like Wobegon. <laughs> Sean, you are uh, you're a wonderful human being. Thank you. You're an even better football coach. Appreciate that. And I'd like to take you out to the parking lot and see how far you can punt it. Well, if you got a ball, I mean, I'll do it in my dress Where'd it go? Where'd it go? We got one. We got a yaffle ball right here. All right. So tune in to the social media after this. Everything's at Talk ABQ. We get Coach Garris just kicking the skin off of one. There's Someone's not a lot of air in here. Go knock on our neighbor's door, like, which is the jail. <laughs> got the, hey, hey, jail. Can I get my football back? Monday Night Football after this, true to the game after that. Van, any final words? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my Coach friend. Coach G, any final words? Hey, thanks for having me. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.